Good afternoon. Super Bowl celebrations have been cut short and terrified fans sent running by a shooting in Kansas City. At least one person has died and more than 20 wounded in the attack, eight of them children. Here's our US Bureau Chief, David Woywood. Well, what started as a day of celebration has ended in a day of chaos and carnage and at least one death in Kansas City when gunmen opened fire at the end of today's Super Bowl parade. It sent many of the thousands who'd lined the streets scrambling in a desperate dash for their lives. While others turned and heroically ran toward the gunfire, fans wrestling with the gunmen, helping police apprehend them. Upwards of 22 people were taken to hospital with gunshot wounds, many in a critical condition. Those early seconds of terror split families, children separated from their parents as the city went into lockdown, marring what had been a day of family fun. We heard screams and people, there was a woman crying and they were running towards us. So I just put my arms around my daughter. The parade, a major event, had police prepared for the worst. 800 officers were already stationed across the city. Responding quickly, they brought the situation under control. Immediately, officers responded to the area, took two people into custody, and also immediately rendered life-sustaining aid to those victims. A call from the White House today offering Kansas any support it needed as the city now asks itself why. Kansas City, let me hear you one time! The parade had begun with Kansas's Super Bowl heroes, up close and personal, handshakes and photos that only just left the ceremonial stage when gunshots rang out. We are truly saddened by the senseless act of violence that has occurred outside of Union Station, the Chiefs said in a statement. Our hearts go out to the victims, their families and all of Kansas City. Police are yet to declare a motive for this attack that shocked the city on what was supposed to be a day of family fun. A car fire in Sydney's eastern distributor tunnel has caused a traffic nightmare with drivers facing delays from North Sydney all the way to Zetland. It was closed for more than an hour as firefighters cleared the motorway. Tom Saker has more. Well, good afternoon. One of the four people who suffered smoke inhalation during a car fire in the eastern distributor tunnel early this afternoon is being treated here at St Vincent's Hospital as the rest of Sydney came to a virtual standstill. Traffic had only just returned to normal after several other crashes on the M4 and M5 and two near the airport this morning before a car travelling south towards the Ramwick exit ignited in the eastern distributor just after midday. Uh, yeah, we were driving. Uh, the car lost power, so we put off to the side of the road. Then it caught on fire. I don't know, nothing else too complicated. <laughs> that forced the closure of the tunnel in both directions while fire crews got to work. Two of the four patients were treated at the scene, the other two were taken to hospital and are both stable. We would not allow any paramedics to go inside the tunnel. We'd ask the fire rescue to bring those patients out and that's what's happened 
today here, so uh, it's gone very well. Southbound traffic in the meantime backed up for several kilometres all the way to Camaray. Earlier this morning, the M4 was disrupted by a prang at Greystains. On the M5, a crash forced the closure of an eastbound lane and two crashes near the airport caused even more headaches. The M1 incident, though, was by far the worst, forcing some people out of the tunnel on foot. It took traffic crews and police a couple of hours to clear the tunnel and reopen it just in time for the drive home. Anthony Albanese has revealed he's engaged to partner Jody Hayden. The Prime Minister popped the question on Valentine's Day and announced the happy news on social media this morning and appeared outside the lodge this afternoon. And it's wonderful that I've found a partner uh, who I want to spend the rest of my life with. And last night was... A very uh, a great occasion uh, here uh, at the Lodge and we couldn't be more happy. The couple first met at an event in Melbourne in early 2020 where they bonded over their mutual love of the Rabbitohs. The Premier has held out an olive branch to Sydney mayors opposed to his higher density housing plans. He says they don't need to fight, they can collaborate on design. But today, showcasing Harold Park near Glebe as an example of what he likes. Tom Hartley is there. And the development of this space, this site, this parcel of land, these apartments, this is the vision that the Premier has for other suburbs across Sydney to address the city's housing crisis. Mr Minns was joined by a mob of mayors from across the city, all of whom were selected to stand alongside him because they support his housing density policy proposal. There were some reports last week that the government was at odds and determined to pick a fight with the mayors and local government of Sydney. And I want to make it clear that that's the last thing we want to do. The gist of Labor's plan involves a planning overhaul to introduce 40 transport hubs that would support more than 200,000 new homes in Greater Sydney, Newcastle and Wollongong. And while there's clear support for Mr Min's vision, there's significant pushback from Fairfield, Canterbury-Bankstown, Liverpool, the City of Sydney, the Inner West and North Sydney. We will leave it up to them how they design their cities. This doesn't have to be adversarial. But while the state's won over some parties, they do stand to lose support from others, namely landlord of short-term rentals and holiday accommodation and empty homes and apartments. Now floating the idea of pushing them into long-term rental arrangements by potentially introducing a new tax. More on that in the news at six. 